Welcome to the Weekly Experience Podcast, covering Surrey, Hampshire and Berkshire. The show that brings you all the facts about your local area. We are always looking for new guests to talk to us. So if you'd like to come on to our podcast, email us at weeklyexperience at buzzpodcast.co.uk. So sit back and enjoy the Weekly Experience Podcast. So on today's podcast, first of all, Jack, scrap that music and let's have a better intro. Go. Sending her love across the airways tonight. It's Selena Tim wishing you a happy wedding anniversary for tonight and a happy Valentine's. That's a little bit better, isn't it? On this special podcast, we fill you with flowers, chocolate, wine, and generally a little bit of all things slushy and mushy with our Valentine's edition of the Weekly Experience, everyone. Welcome, everyone. It's Jack, it's Rog, and it's Beverly with you today. So on today's podcast, we're here from Sarah Sylvester, Sarah Jane Croke. Also, she's sharing her love with a conversation with Becky Stevens talking about flowers today. Also, Mars Colicio talks about wine and Katie Ellis will be talking about chocolates. And I thought to myself, my goodness, I wonder if I can root out that recipe and then kind of bake a few trays and adapt it accordingly just to get it just right. And it took a real lot of trays of brownies and a lot of chocolate tasting. Plus also we hear from the guys behind Nelly's Donuts with their 30 second ad spot. How are they going to do? We'll find out a little bit later on on the podcast. Also, we hear more from you guys thanking the NHS, uh, plus also the most romantic novels, according to Marie Claire magazine and the top 20 most romantic things to do as a couple. Plus also we have the quiz as per usual. And if you've guessed it, that romantic theme will continue throughout the show today. Plus also that mystery voice. Plus also we've got some very good music on the podcast for today. It's all coming up on the Weekly Experience with Rog, Bev and Jack. Across Berkshire, Hampshire, Surrey. It's the best, it's brilliant. It's the Weekly Experience. So then team, how are we? How's the seven days been, Beverly? Yeah, seven days have been okay. I am getting through being poorly. And it was my birthday on Saturday. Lockdown birthday, number Mm -hmm. one for me. I just know it was lovely. It was just nice. I felt loads better. And it was just lovely to be normal and chilled. And I got my taste back, I think, a little bit. Because I had bacon for breakfast and I could taste it. So that was lovely. And then on Sunday, it was my one of my daughter's 30th birthdays. So, so it, a little bit of a treat then that you can have your bacon and you can taste the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see my, well, I did see my daughter, but from a distance. So we've kind of put uh, celebrating 30 year old style on the back burner, but yeah, it's been, it's been an okay week. How about you, Jack? Yeah. I mean, just normal kids at school, doing homeschooling, helping with them, doing some podcasts in the background, um, getting the stuff out for the weekly experience, getting it together um yeah yeah i've done a bit of shopping um that's about it watched a few movies we've had a a bit of an eventful one today actually in the household in the noble household Uh, my niece has come home she was sent home from school because someone in her class 
had uh, possibly got COVID, so they were all sent home today. So we'll see how it progresses over the next seven days or so. Well, that's that. certainly news to us, isn't it, Jack? That's it. You, so, are you feeling well, all right? Yeah, I'm feeling fine at the moment, so who knows? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes uh, through the next... Uh, well, I'm saying two hours of the show here, plus also over the next seven days when we meet up again for the weekly experience. But we've got a busy show for you today. As I said, a bit of a romantic theme going on for today. First of all, though, we have to unpack the fact. Now, this is the feature that we started a couple of weeks ago. Bevel has given a fact about um, kissing Gary Rhodes. And also I told the story about uh, my nan being left in my old home which used to be her house of course uh so we were telling the story there so it's the turn of jack to tell his story today are you ready for your story jack yeah i think so i had a few stories in my head but i think i've got one now i really want to sort of say so yeah all right so we're going to press that music now so tell us the story when I was probably about 15 at school, I had a friend that's a bit shy and he said, would you write me some love letters for this girl that I like and um, help me out, out a bit? So, did I or didn't I? Oh, did we you help him? him? Well, that's the okay. question. Did I help him? Did I tell that's him to shut off? <laughs> Stop being so lazy and write it yourself. Are we allowed to Are we allowed to ask questions at the moment? Do you want questions now or do you want them later? So, were you, um, did, were you enjoyed English? Were you quite good with the whole, like language no i was in bottom set of english or something like that you know okay, okay. I, did, I did speak english properly but you know english and maths <laughs> but your friend decided you're saying your friend decided to ask you to write love letters yeah you asked me would i write love letters for this and girl how old were you at this point? i was about 15 okay so what okay. quality did you have over your friend because he couldn't write the letters would you say um, I don't know, he was, he was in most of the classes I was in. So, same as physics, English and maths classes, um, yeah. All right, we'll save it for a bit later yep. then, see how you get on. So that's Jack's Unpack the Fact. Remind us of that question again, please. He asked me to write some love letters to this girl he likes. Did I do it or not? Right, answers coming up a little bit later on on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start the show today and speak to Councillor Sarah Jane Krogh who's here to talk about the variety of topics over the next few weeks, in fact. So, Sarah, sharing the love, is this something to do with Valentine, Sarah? Mm, maybe. This mm. sounds very intriguing. So, yeah, so Share the Love is um initiative that my friend Nikki and I came up with, who Nikki has helped me from the very first lockdown with my voluntary support group in Frimley. And she has the most amazing ideas. And she always goes to me, Sarah, can I have five minutes? And I think, yeah, we've got another idea coming. <laughs> um, and she she does. She she starts these ideas. And I'm like, yeah, I'm loving that. Let's go with it. Let's run with it. How are we going to work it? And within a couple of days, we turn things around and we just do it. We just get on and we do it. And I think that's why I get on really well with her. She's a doer and she helps instigate. So Share the Love is going to be on our Frimley Community Matters Facebook page. And through the month of February, each Monday, we're going to do a post. And you need to tag the person in. So it could be a family member. It could be um, 
somebody that has really helped you or supported you through COVID. So it could even be, you know, a big shout out to our local postman, uh, our milkman, our lady that's helped us in, I don't know, supermarket. It could be a neighbour. So not necessarily someone that you know extremely well, but you want to thank. So even though it's Valentine's, not necessarily to do with love, but to share your thanks and appreciation for what they've done. Um, And then each week we're going to pick a winner and we have got some great prizes, or should I say gifts, that have kindly been given by a variety of local businesses. So we've got um, like a beauty voucher. I have someone can have a haircut, obviously, when we can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, some flowers some chocolates some nice candles Um, so yeah there's some nice gifts that will go to a person that we we pick out and they'll be picked out randomly it won't be you know it won't be the backstory it's just like out of the hat yeah it'll be yeah we're going to go for this person this week or that person I know there has been um, one of my local residents has actually emailed me to do a big shout out to the fish shop on Frimley Road. Um, I think the lady, the manager who owns it, has really looked after this resident through lockdown when she said, oh, you know, I'm feeling I don't really want to come out today. And they're like, don't worry, what do you fancy? And they've they've delivered it. This lady's delivered it for her with no extra charge. And she's just looked after this resident. She said, if there's an award um, or could I get her, you know, from the Queen's Honours list? Could you get me? And I'm like, I'm good, but I'm not that good. <laughs> but, um, you know, I said for that, you need to go through your your MP. You said, but this kind of thing, I can do a gift, you know, that way. So it, it is, it's just recognising people for... So it's kind of like unsung heroes. People yeah. who just do it because they yeah. just do it because that's part of their nature. And it's only by you setting up an incentive like this and the people responding to it that we find out who these people are. Yeah, it is exactly that, because there are so many people out there that have stepped up above and beyond any expectations. And I know my community group, I'll do a big shout out for them, the Frimley Community Matters Volunteer Group. You know, I never in a million years would I have thought I would have to say I need help. I need someone to go and pick some shopping up. I need some prescriptions picking up. And these people stepped up above and beyond. They put their selves at risk, at risk, you know, for for other people. And I just, when this is all over, I have got um, a party in mind and a party. <laughs> yeah, I've got some uh, certificates and bless them. They're waiting patiently, but they've all got a certificate of thanks um from the mayor from Surrey Heathborough Council and also Surrey Heath Prepared that started in the beginning so yeah and I can't wait to meet them all in person so that share the love that share the love that is really lovely I'd like to hear some of those stories that you do actually get over the next couple of weeks from people and stuff like that because I think that'd be really interesting to hear and obviously inspire other people to send in their nominations as well yeah I will share the love your way the lovely councillor Sarah Jane Croaks talking to us on the podcast for today. She's full of enthusiasm. She's full 
of lovely ideas, that lady. And uh, I love her initiative, what she's trying to do. Uh, we'll have more from her next week on the podcast when she's talking about the Frimley Community Garden Project, uh, which she's uh, putting up uh, together for springtime this year as well. But she's lovely, isn't she? Yeah, she's inspiring, isn't she? You know, um, she's just like you said, full of ideas. She's got a really good team around her: team of friends, team of supporters, team of doers. So you know, everybody. Uh, we're lucky to have her actually being a deputy mayor and councillor. Jack, did you know her before she was a councillor? Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I think councillor's always been a councillor when I got involved with her. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm absolutely lovely so sarah happy valentine's to you enjoy your evening or whenever you're listening to this podcast as well as i said you'll be on the show again next week as well so uh it's time to get into that romantic little feel of the show ladies and gentlemen so it's mars our wine expert on the weekly experience today hello nice to have you here hi roger nice to be here so then uh we're feeling a little bit romantic on the weekly experience this week and so can you tell me those romantic wines that we should be looking for this year well, the traditional one is a rosé. I think uh, people tend to think of rosé as a romantic wine to have. And there are some really nice rosés out there. I wouldn't say that rosé is one of the wines that I would go to, but there are some really nice ones and you have to be careful which ones you pick. Um, but obviously, some of the red wines are just absolutely beautiful. I tend to recommend for something like a romantic meal depending on what it is you're going to have something like a pinot noir um, a nice merlot if you don't want something a little bit too heavy um, a nice uh, chardonnay a bit of oaking in the chardonnay but then if you go down into some of the southern italian wines there's some really nice white wines that come from uh, southern italy Uh, vermentino would be a nice one that i would recommend we had one uh, last week in Abruzzo, which is called a Passerina, because we try to pick wines that some people, or a lot of people may not gravitate towards, wouldn't have heard of before. So those are some of the wines that we would recommend for a nice Valentine meal. Um, and obviously the sparkling ones, um, the Proseccos, the, the Champagnes, uh, some of the other sparkling wines that uh, come from some of the other regions. Any of those would be fantastic for Valentine. So I, I, you know, you you greet your special loved one with a glass of Prosecco or champagne. What what would you say would be the best option, Prosecco or champagne? What's the difference in the two? Well, there's a huge difference, Roger. In fact, there is nothing in common between them other than the fact that um, they both have bubbles. They come from two completely different regions and they're uh, designated regions. They are made from different grapes. They're made in different ways. Um, There are some Proseccos now that are trying to experiment with uh, doing them in a champagne style, but most of them are made in a completely different method. So the two of them are completely different. Uh, Proseccos are designed to be very light, crisp, uh, to be drunk young. Champagnes are more wines that can age. You can get champagnes that are years old. In fact, they've had champagnes. They've found champagnes that were buried in cellars for 30, 40, 50 years, and they're still drinkable. So that's the big difference. You won't get that with a Prosecco. Proseccos are meant to be drunk within the first two or three years of, of being bottled. And after that, they really are past their sell-by date. And also the question of like, the more you pay for your wine, is it a better wine than the cheaper ones, would you say, on the market? 
not really no price price really is a factor of uh, several things one is the vineyard that it comes from the brand secondly is the the availability of that wine thirdly is was it a good vintage if it was a good vintage and there is very little of it left the price will go up and once you get into the collector series then it's really just about it comes from that region so you get the bordeaux wines the petruses for example which you can spend tens of thousands of pounds a bottle and they're very much based on vintage and name would you drink those i don't know those are for the collectors <laughs> they tend to keep them away and trade them just like you do stocks and shares is a question for you who produces the best wine who produces the best wine my answer to that question is the one that you like to drink the most <laughs> because <laughs> wine like is that. wine is a very subjective thing what i like may not be the same thing as what you like so i can recommend a wine to you purely on my preferences but it may not be the one that you like so there is no one person that produces or one area that produces the best wines you get great wines from all the wine producing regions of the world and final question for you today is who are you going to be spending your valentines with with my lovely wife do you want to give her a name shout sharon sharon my lovely wife sharon and yeah. will you be celebrating with the wine in the uh, special meal oh absolutely yes i'll be cooking the meal and uh, we're serving the wine as well i haven't decided which wine we're going to have yet but we're certainly going to be some bubbles there somewhere lovely thank you very much indeed appreciate your time so that was Mars Calicho talking about wine today. I know I'm not a big wine person myself. Don't really like wine. Don't like the taste of it. Very dry. I, do. I I like wine. I mean, they're all sorts. You can have sweet and dry and all sorts. I thought that was really educational, though. Maybe we should get him back and just kind of go through. Maybe we should do a taste test or something. He should teach us stuff like that. I've, I've... Interesting what he said about the champagne, though, briefly. Um, my daughter, when she was... 18 when she was christened we had some wine uh, some champagne so we thought we'll keep that for when she's 18 so she gets to 18 we forgot to open it so then she gets to 21 and we opened it was so super excited just tasted like vinegar so uh, we must have stored it wrong is all i can say we stored it mostly upright over the years and i think from what i understand you have to keep the cork wet Uh ah yeah because i think some of the taste comes from the cork doesn't it um, I think it might stop the air coming in, but then you see that might be a reason why we need him to come back to answer that question. Because he did say you can keep champagne for years and years and years, and we did, but it didn't work. Must have been doing something wrong. It's a cheap version of champagne. Because he did say it's, it's yeah. expensive ones that last longer. It so, wasn't. It was mm. for our daughter's christening. It wouldn't have been cheap. So what do you mean cheap, though? <laughs> Tell me what, what, what the cost would be. Oh, I don't know. Too much. There's normally right. champagne that lasts a long time. Like, like you can collect it. They're normally like £300 plus per bottle. They got really oh. higher than that. I used to have a friend collect whiskey and he collected little miniature whiskeys. And they're very, some of the collectible ones are really expensive each. And they're the ones yeah. that you can keep for a long period of time. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it wasn't, it wasn't, certainly wasn't that much yeah. money. So there you are. Discussion on wine. There you are. So we started our meal now with the wine. <laughs> Uh, later on, we've got the chocolate and also we've got the flowers uh, coming up on the podcast for today. But what I thought we'd mention, team, is something that we're doing brand new on our sites is our Patreon. That's uh, it. Kind of 
offer that we have and are also looking for people's help with this. Jack, do you want to explain a little bit more about this? Yeah, because we, we do this show for free and we get it out, local news and what's going on and stuff. We bring people in from the local community talking about businesses, um, what's going on. So it's not just business, it's like a bit of everything really. So we've got a Patreon page set up now. So if you like what what, what we're list, what we're doing, where it's video, um, podcasting, you enjoy the contents and stuff, you can actually do, you can actually become a patron person. So go to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash SNJ Media Group, and you can sign up for a basic or a silver package, or if you're a business, you can go for the other package as well. And that way, it, it allows us to keep doing what we do. And the money that comes in will fund us to keep going around and get out there more as well because we want to cover more areas, more topics and things like that as well. So this will allow us to be mobile. So we, we currently podcast on the Rainbow Cafe in Camberley. We also do it from Willow's Cafe over in Basingstoke. But we'd like to be able to do more for the community. That's how people can yeah. do it. Get the word out about independent places and charities and people's stories. You know, real people, real stories, real everything. So head on to the website. It's all the W's at patreon.com forward slash SMJ Media Group. If you can help us out there, we'd really appreciate it. There you go. You don't have to, but we'd really love your support on the matter as well. We'll give you a reminder of that a little bit later on. Oh, so before then, we, we go, one more thing I forgot to add to the page of page. If you, we have different things in a tier level, so we'll do things that uh, normally won't do on Joe Public, you know, so it's more special to them. We'll do questions and answers. So they won't just pay something and not get nothing. We'll be doing a lot of things in the background, special just for the patron people. It's kind of like a club, really, isn't it? Yeah. And you get more as you pay more. You know, you can advertise and things yeah. like that, businesses and da da da, all sorts of stuff like that. Just basically, go and have a look and see what you think. Yeah, <laughs> kind of reminds me back to the days of when everyone used to have fan clubs and all that kind of stuff. Remember those? Yeah. Oh yeah. Do they not have fan clubs anymore? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's kind of the thing anymore, or this is kind of the new kind of norm now to yeah. do these patrons. Yeah, Patreon is covered across YouTube's um, cosplayers because cosplayers have huge fans and, and obviously cost them money to create their outfits to go out or to Comic-Cons. So they have to make some money back. So again, their fans can follow on on their own Patreon pages. It they is have kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it it is, is, isn't type. it? I used to be, you just reminded me, I used to be Michael Bublé fan club member. <laughs> How much a year <laughs> did you pay for that? Sure, I can't remember. I have no idea. It wasn't that much. It was very reasonable for, for the little bonuses that you got yourself. But yeah, mm. it was good. So yeah, behind the scenes stuff and extras, basically. So and head we'll, over and look. And we'll do some me. competitions for the, the Patreon pay people as well. And things like that with that. Yeah. yeah. It's an evolving project, That's isn't right. it? That's right. Yeah. Indeed it is. Right. Should we have some music on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. I think we should do. I think this is Mandy Dinely on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My funny Valentine Sweet comic Valentine You make me smile with your heart Your looks are laughable Unphotographable Yes, you're my favorite work of art Is your figure less than green? Is your mouth a little weak? When you open it to speak Are you smiling? 
So that was Mandy Dimey and my funny Valentine on the podcast for today. Right, it's time to get the brain cells working, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the quiz. Now today, as we're doing Valentine's, guys, I thought we'd do like a bit of a Valentine's uh, quiz. Okay, that's good. Fantastic. Okay, would you Before we start though, Jack, Roger said to me earlier, shall I tell you the answers? Oh, you too. <laughs> <laughs> So I said no, how, because how, we're going to win or lose on our own merit. How much are you paying you, Rog? <laughs> <laughs> so, I must warn you, first question comes with a warning, warning, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to be mentioning something rude. <gasps> Is it? It's, it's just like cover the children's ears for a second. Yes. Okay. Are you ready for the qu- first question? Go for it. Okay. Number one. What arouses men more than other scent in the world, according to the Smell and Taste Treatment and Research Foundation in America? Is it A, lavender? Is it B, lilies? C, wood smoke? Or D, beer? Mm. I thought it would be a rude multiple choice, but we can cope with that. So I've given you four possible options there today. So that question again, what arouses men more than other scent in the world, according to the Smell and Taste Treatment and Research Foundation in America? It's a true place, by the way. It's lavender. Is it lilies or is it wood smoke or is it beer? A, B, C or D. Okay. Yep. Number number two today, the most popular first dance at a wedding in 2010. So we are going back a little bit on this one. Is it A, The Only Way Is Up by Yas and the Plastic Population, 2, Moon Dance by Van Morrison, or C, Everything by Michael Buble, or D, It's Raining Men by The Weather Girls? Mm. Getting lots of choices here. Yeah, we've got four choices. I'm playing fair with you guys this week. I I like to when you give us two choices. It's it's easy to guess one or the other. (laughs) I'm a bit loved up with my colleagues today. That's what it is. So the most popular wedding, the most popular first dance at a wedding in 2010, was it The Only Way Is Up by Yaz, B, A Moon Dance by Van Morrison, C, Everything by Michael Bublé, or D, It's Raining Men by The Weather Girls? That's question number two. Uh, question number three today which female character was first to get married in real life okay which friend's character was first to get married in real life was it a joey was it b monica c phoebe or d rachel in real life 
There you are. Those are your three quiz questions for today, ladies and gentlemen. Interesting. All my daughters would know that. I think I, I think I know the Friends one, I think. Do you? I think so, yeah. Oh, okay. So keep your answers safe. I'll give you the answers at the end of the podcast for today. Now then, we've got to clear some business up from last week on the podcast, which was the Mystery Voices. How did you get on? You didn't get on very well, did you? So we put no. this out to our audience that are watching us or possibly hearing it on the podcast as well. So, Jack, play the Three Voices once again for us very proud of this one yeah definitely yes it's uh i guess it brings a couple of my passions together one of which is the 3d thing itself ed is on this um next cut i haven't got a sound effect for him but i have heard impressions of him which go something like this so there you are you know from the time i was a kid so whenever it was we worked on it you know if it was saint patrick's day i had a leprechaun outfit at like nine years old and my dad had interviewed me and <laughs> Mm. So the three clues that I gave you last week, one's from Barcher, one's from Hampshire, and one's from Surrey on those celebrities. I'm not going to tell you which order those come in, but tell me who those three celebrities are. And if you do know, by the way, get in touch with us on the podcast. You can send your entries to me, roger at smjmediagroup.uk. We'd love to hear from you on the podcast for today. I'll give you a reminder a little bit later on. So, guys, you don't have to think about it now. We'll just throw it out to our audience, if that's okay, yes? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And we, well, there's going to be a prize, isn't there, if um, the audience get it? Indeed. Yeah. I'm going to offer my Amazon £10 voucher that was given to me for Christmas. I'm giving it up to you, dear audience. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just giving £10 because nobody gave me a voucher. And Jack oh. is doing similar but different, so it adds up to £30 for a winner. Yeah. Oh, £10 oh. for one correct answer. You're not going to be cheap so, this time. <laughs> no, exactly. So there you are. Have a think on those three voices for today. Give you a recap a little bit later on on the podcast. Now then, as we are doing Valentine's, before we take a little bit of a break, the top 20 most romantic things to do. Any ideas on what could be in the list, you guys? Punting in Cambridge. Okay, Jack, can you come up with anything? Dinner for two in the front room. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right let's do then the 20 top most romantic things to do on a chart rundown here we go wherever you're looking for a romantic weekend idea romantic anniversary ideas or just some romantic outings that are spontaneous and fun we have covered you with this extensive list and we have the top 20 for you on the weekly experience At number 20, it's take a pole dancing class together. At 19 this year on the most romantic things to do, it's to swim with those dolphins. And at 18, it's rent a plush hotel suite for the evening. At 17, it's go to a vineyard together, go for a hot air balloon ride as it's 16. And at 15, it's walk through a botanical garden. And at number 14 this year, it's make dinner together from scratch. Number 13, it's go into a drive-in movie together. Plus also at number 12 this year, it's go to a local bed and breakfast. 11, take a pottery class. And the top 10 looks like this on the most romantic things to do. It's take a ride on a horse-drawn carriage. At number 8, it's go to a fondue restaurant. At its 7, it's go to a spa. And at 6, it's touring your hometown. At 5, it's find a fireplace together. Number 4, it's take a dance class. So the top three most romantic things to do as a couple, it's rent a pedal boat at three. 
number two this year. It's Watch the Sunset. And this year's number one most romantic thing to do this Valentine's is bring a picnic to the park. There you go, pop pickers. That was the top <laughs> 20 most romantic things to do, ladies and gentlemen. I love that, um, Roger. That's fantastic. Obviously, everybody can't do all of those things for obvious reasons because we're in lockdown. Just need to say that. But they're lovely ideas for when we can get out and about. So, Have you done any of those? Um, I've done uh, rowing right. at Thorpe Park and right. wouldn't come back in when the man said to come here back in. <laughs> Different Jack, are, you romantic, are you romantic? Are you got, can you share any of those? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good old soft and romantic that Jack We told him off for doing this. We said, when you do your unpack the fact, not that we know what it is at all, you've got to be descriptive because he always goes, no. <laughs> so I would send flowers, but then people moan saying, what have you done wrong? Because <laughs> that's what, when you send flowers to people, on the Valentine's Day, you can get away with it, but obviously send it other times to sort of just say, you know, and share my share my love to somebody, you know, send it across. They go, what have you done wrong then? What have you been up to? Well, I don't know. I'm sceptical. What about you, Rog? Um, you I, think I, I think I've done a drive-in movie. Nice. Did you watch I the movie? Man- or get smoochy. Oh, I got a bit smoochy <laughs> on my own back seat, but there you go. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> There's not a lot of room in the C1, let me tell you. Anyway, let's move on quickly. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> still to come on the second bit of the podcast, we're here from Mandy Dinley on what she has to offer this Valentine's. And the team behind Nelly's Donuts are here to sell themselves on their free ad spot as well. All to come up next on the weekly experience. Right. Gravity Force, the coolest, fittest place on earth, right on your doorstep here in Camberley. Interconnected trampolines, angled edges so you can literally bounce off the walls. Are you having fun? Fancy yourself as an adrenaline junkie? Or if you want that next fun-filled activity with your kids, Gravity Force offers you all of this. Do you want some more? Kids, teens and adults will love the foam pit, dodgeball courts and slam dunk basketball hoops. A new way to exercise. Unparalleled, unmapped, out of this world, free jumping fun for everyone. Gravity Force Camberley. Find us at www.gravityforce.co.uk. Go on, let yourself fly. Just like this. Our listeners are amazing. Yes, you. I'm talking about you. The doctors, the nurses, the healthcare assistants, the porters, the lorry drivers, the shop workers, the police officers, the postmen and women, the checkout staff, the ambulance crews, the staying at home isolators. Whoever you are, we know you're doing your bit. And we just wanted to say thank you. No, sincerely, thank you. And because you're doing your bit, we promise we'll keep doing our bit. We'll support you. We'll inform you. We'll even entertain you. Together, we're getting through coronavirus. Across Berkshire, Hampshire, Surrey. Bramble, do you want a word? It's the weekly experience. So welcome back, everyone. And the team, it's Beverly, it's Rog, and it's Jack with you today. Uh, So, Jack, remind us of our Unpack the Fact, my friend. Yeah, um, I was at school, 15 years old, and my mate said to me, would you write some love letters for this girl that I like? So did I do it? Did I turn the sod off? Write it himself. <laughs> did you write it in English? 
Yeah, I knew, I knew English. <laughs> Did you, you write it or type it? If I was going to write it, I would, I would just handwritten it. We'd have typewriters then. Come on. Of course we did. Not when I was 15. There's no printers. They're probably a typewriter, but I didn't, I didn't have a typewriter. Okay. So you did write it. You didn't email it. Email didn't exist then. No. Okay. <laughs> just try, We're just trying to suss you out, Jack. That's okay. what it, that's, this is what the game's about, okay? Now, is it that's something fine. you just did for this one particular friend? Did you owe him? Or did you do it just generally in the school? I didn't owe him anything. He didn't owe me anything. I know. We weren't he just bored. You're kind of like a love guru. I did. I've never given the impression that I was a love guru because we just play around being kids at school. You know, run around playing football. You know. Was it a generic letter that he could give to any girl? No, it was a specific <laughs> person. Oh, a specific person. What was her name? Can't remember now. Fifteen. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They ask, is Jack telling the truth or not? You try and work it out. We'll give you the answer at the end of the podcast for today. Right. Uh, still to come, we'll find out more from florist Becky Stevens, who lets us know what she's doing for Valentine's, her plans there. First of all, let's hear from Sarah Sylvester. How are you, Sarah? Hello, Roger. How are you doing, my lovely? It's lovely to see you and it's lovely to hear you. Perfect Valentine is Sarah. Oh, you're I my can flatter you. <laughs> I can flatter you as much as I want because I know you'll be impressed. Oh, you're my perfect Valentine, Roger. Oh, I look at that. you two. Oh, I love it. Sarah, obviously Valentine's coming up. What are you doing for Valentine's in this difficult time? Oh, well, I've been with my husband for 26 years. We've been married for 20 years and he is the love of my life. He really is. Um, he's been with me through some really tough times. And one of the things that I find about Valentine's is, yes, it might be a day, but it's really important to share the love throughout the whole of the year. And love is one of those things that is massively impactful for anybody. And it's also free. I mean, one of the things that we find in the world now that lots of things cost us, and there's some, I suppose, monetary value to some things that we give each other. And But love is one of those things that's just completely free. And we can all, we've all got the capacity in us to share love. And we're, we're almost like a, a, a vessel for it. It's really beautiful that if we approach things with love, then the world seems just such a lovelier place. So I try very hard in a way to show love throughout the year not just on valentine's but I'm, I'm sure i'll get some chocolates and a nice cup of tea on valentine's day she prays for that don't you i pray for chocolate and tea <laughs> i have to say i just like the cup of tea i you know the real treat for me would be somebody to make me a cup of tea in bed on valentine's day that is what i would really oh, love that's lovely <laughs> Well, I, I do a lot of Zoom calls, as probably everybody else does in these times. And I probably spend a lot of my time in my bedroom because uh, we live in a two bedroom flat. And my daughter, who was at university, is home now. Uh, she's doing uh, university online. So her um, my office, which was her bedroom, um, is now her bedroom again. How rude. So I spend a lot of time in my bedroom as my office. So the top half of me is kind of dressed and the bottom half of me is pyjamas. So 
I just get tea handed to me like that. So it's really beautiful that I can do that. But <clears throat> I'm going to um, share with you a story that happened recently, though, when I was on a call and my husband, bless his heart, came in and gave me a cup of tea and put it on the bedside table next to me. And unfortunately, I, I went out to reach out for it, knocked it, and it bounced on my MacBook and it bounced against the wall. So I ended up with a full cup of tea over the wall and over the MacBook. The MacBook is deceased, bless it. So that was quite tragic. Oh, that is, that's difficult, isn't it? In that moment when that happens, that Jack, that would throw you into hysteria, wouldn't it? Yeah, Mac's not cheap either. Because I understand a PC, they're more or less so cheap now, you just buy them, throw them away, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but Mac's are You really can get insurance. It was insured, Sarah, was it? Oh, no, it's one of those old ones. It was my daughter's old one. It's probably probably had it about six years. And I was using it because it's quite, I mean, I love a Mac and I never thought I'd say that. Um, it was very compact, very like compact and bijou, a bit like me. And well, not, not in the moment, but um, it's, <laughs> it, was just, it was just so, um, so lovely. But now it's deaded. It really is. I had to do that kind of inverted V thing and put it in the airing cupboard and but the, but the thing was, the call that I was on, when the person on the other side came on, all they saw was my head like that. And, the, and as I was trying to shake out the book, the MacBook, and they just saw the, the top of my head as I was trying to do it. So we ended up doing the call with, with me, with like lots of bits of kitchen roll, trying to mop the wall and mop the MacBook. But then after the call finished, um, the, I couldn't get the keyboard to work. So the mouse was working, but the keyboard wasn't. So I knew then that it was deceased. How would you like to be spending Valentine's with your loved one? I think I'd just like to be spending it with the people that I love and probably with lots of nice cake and lots of nice tea and just surrounded by the people that I love. Um, I had a bit of a think about this before I came on here and talking about love. And one of the things that really rang true for me is something that um, was shared by The Minimalist which is love people use things the opposite never works and I think that's really important right now that we need to probably focus a lot more on the people around us and loving the people around us rather than using um, using the people around us and collecting things and materialistic things and just spreading a bit more love with people uh, because can you imagine a world where we loved everybody and we came at everything with love and compassion? I mean, the world would probably be a lot nicer place and a lot of calmer place and a lot more of a, a freeing place if we came at things with a bit more love and compassion, do you not think? Mm -hmm. I completely agree with that. I think over the last year or so now, people's idea of that is more... Um, real to them people don't so think so much about things so anymore it is all about supporting each other isn't it and coming from a position of love how you can support whoever else it is a lot of the time and that's been very um obvious over the last few months yeah most definitely and i think the the thing about being with somebody when they're at their most vulnerable and being with somebody and just sharing space with them just to really listen and tune into them. You don't come at that with anything. There's no possession that you need to come at. You just have to bring your whole self to that. And that's the thing that is really quite impactful and quite powerful to see that just being there for somebody 
as you are and being who you are in your rawest form is truly impactful and truly powerful. And there's a lot of love in that. Um, and there's a lot of understanding that we can all have from each other because I think all we're ever doing right now is just doing the best we can with what we've got. And everybody's dealing with a lot of stuff. And there's a certain amount of empathy and compassion that we can share that that sits way beyond words. Words can't describe it. It's just sitting with somebody and just listening and just holding space for them and not coming at it with any preconceived judgment or anything, just almost showing up rather than turning up. You know, you turn up and you want to mm. have a conversation, you're hoping to get something out of it. You might have an end goal in mind, but just to show up and just sit there and just be and just share and just whatever comes up, comes up. It's just such a lovely freeing way to be. I think that's really, you know, really important what you've said there, because if you turn up, show up, whatever the phrase you might want to use is, and you just are with that person, the both of you gain so much more. You feel richer, more fulfilled, more settled in your head. You can't change any of the problems. No. You can't help people with their own challenges, but you've supported each other and been there together in that moment and feel valued. Yeah. So that that is love on its own isn't it that's love quick um, you can walk away and carry on with their day because of that yeah yeah when we let's take it back so let's say we're not out of lockdown what would your general valentine's day normally consist of um probably a nice meal but then saying that i don't really um and i'm this this is going to sound really really weird but i don't do food and when what i mean by that is that food is one of those things that doesn't really excite me very much because I'm much um, more um, focused on the person that I'm with. So it's more of a connection. So going out for food for me would be sitting opposite somebody and really connecting with them. So it's not about what I'm doing or what I'm eating or what I'm drinking or anything. It's about the connection. So I think Valentine's outside of lockdown would be connecting with people giving them that and I'm, I'm a very Roger you'll know this very touchy-feely person we, we used to have a lot of hugs back in the day didn't we um mm-hmm. so very tactile um so it's really powerful for me just to be able to hold somebody and and really give them a good old hug and just hold the hand and really share that connection and and, and tactileness so I think Valentine's for me would just be sitting with somebody and giving them a good old hug i'd really like to do that again do you still do the valentine's cards do i send valentine's cards i don't think i've received a valentine's card or sent a valentine's card in probably over 10 years which sounds a bit sad really but i know and it's a feeling of knowing i know my husband loves me and i love him dearly and i don't need a i don't know a, a, a token something visual for that because it's the emotion and it's the connection that we have that shows me that and I don't need a card or anything and we we're not big card givers we don't really do Christmas cards or um, anniversary cards or anything like that because it's the demonstration of love and that can be a glance that can be a look that can be a that can be a handhold and that can just be a I see you I am you I am with you I love you. 
I understand you. I might not be able to fix you right now, and but I see you and I hear you and I'm standing beside you and I'm with you. And that is more powerful to me than a, than a card and chocolates, even though I do love chocolates. Give me chocolates, please, now. <laughs> Cho- chocolate for breakfast, yes. <laughs> Well, we do hope that you do have a lovely Valentine's and uh, we do appreciate your time. And uh, thank you for coming on the podcast for today uh, to celebrate Valentine's. Oh, I'm so delighted to see you all. It's been really lovely to share the space with you. And I'm so delighted. And I, I wish you all the very best and lots of love to you all. Sarah Sylvester talking to us today on the podcast. Uh, lovely to have her sharing her Valentine's thoughts uh, on this very special weekly experience this week uh, with the team. Uh, lovely, lovely lady. Lovely, lovely, yeah, lovely, lovely, Sarah. Lovely. Mm. She's got her own podcast as well, hasn't she? She has indeed. And she'll be publishing those at buzzpodcast.co.uk. And you'll be able to see her series of, of podcasts that she's done uh, previously and also some that she's got coming up as well. So it'd be really interesting good. Story. Very interesting yeah. story. So I'd recommend for people finding them. And lots of love to you, Sarah, for this Valentine's. All right. Shall we get on with our free ad spot for today? Yes. It's the turn of Nelly's Donuts. Guys, over to you. Hello. Hello there. So who are we joined by on the podcast today from Nelly's? It's Amy and Tony. Amy and Tony, are you up for a challenge? We're going to try. <laughs> okay. Your challenge today is to talk about your business or sell your business within 30 seconds. It's basically a free ad because we're that kind of generous kind of podcast here. So are you up for that challenge to sell yourself in 30 seconds? Okay, I'm up for it. Now, don't forget the pitfalls of the challenge is if you go over your 30 seconds, you get cut off. So, right, I'm going to count you in after three, okay? I'm going to keep my little stopwatch here. So beware if you hear that, that means you're getting cut off, okay? So are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, sell yourself Nelly Donuts. Okay, so we're Nelly's. We sell hot, fresh donuts and we deliver them straight to your door. They have loads of sauces and we also do some savoury bits. We do seaside sweets, just like your um, fudges and your nuggets. Um, candy floss, candy hot dogs, floss. dirty nachos, dirty hot dogs. We do a lovely box of 12 um, Nelly's Dirty Dozen. We do an ultimate um, an ultimate donut pack. Um, <laughs> Steady now, going over 30 seconds. So, that guys, was that was, it was good. good. Yeah, it was good. So um, I'm going to give you the opportunity, right? I've cut you, I cut you off in your prime, but uh, how can we get hold of Nelly's Donuts? Go on, tell us. So we have a Facebook page, which is uh, Nelly's The Little Donut Trailer. And we also have an Instagram, which is Nelly's The Little Donut Trailer. And by the way, Tuesday's 20% off. There you go. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? Because she didn't actually say the information that she needed to say about the contact details in the 30 seconds. But let's make sure that when you leave us your messages, your 30 seconds, you put your contact info in at the front end. That'd be great. But get in touch with us because we're well up for giving you a free 30-second advert but you do get cut off. Did you see the look on the boys' faces? They were like, they're power mad with that. 
Plus also, today, Jack hasn't heard this. Got something special <laughs> from Jack in a few weeks' time. That's all I'll say regarding okay. the 30-second advert, but I'm not going to say any more, okay? So keep listening to this podcast, and you will hear more on that. So that's our free ad spot out of the way for today, ladies and gentlemen. If you'd like to take part in this uh, slot, by the way, do get in touch with us. You can email me. It's roger at smjmediagroup.uk. You can send me your 30-second ads. Remember, get all the important information in there, first of all, and send it to the email address, okay? So we would love to see some of those coming in for today. Right then, let's continue the podcast. Let's hear from Becky Stevens. Bev, it's over to you, my love. We have with us Becky Stevens today, florist extraordinaire. Thank you for coming along to talk to us about Valentine's. Oh, you're very welcome. What's the plans for Valentine's? How will people, um, what would you suggest to them? How would they get in touch with you? Well, I've got a Valentine's page already up on the website, um, which is flowersbybecky.com. And um, there are lots of different um, ideas on there, different arrangements, all the prices are on there. And it's just a matter of you can either contact me through the website um, on the contact page or phone me, email me, whichever. There's also my Facebook page, um, which is just on Facebook, Flowers by Becky. Um, and you can contact me there through Messenger as well. So, yeah, I'm already taking orders for Valentine's Day, and, um, yeah, hopefully it'll be nice and busy this year. So, briefly then, so take me back to it. Have you been a florist for how long? What's the story? The story goes back... The business this year is 12 years old in April, um, and previous to that, I was a PA for 20-odd years, and my eldest daughter, who's 18, has cerebral palsy, and when she started school, we didn't know how she was going to get on. We just didn't know how she was going to cope. Um, she used a walking frame and she seemed bright as a button, but we just didn't know. So I gave up work. And then 18 months later, she was flying. She just did so well at school. She was loving it. No issues. My younger daughter, Pippa, was in preschool three days a week and I was bored. And I just needed to work again. But I decided like, because I wanted to be around and be on hand for her, I wanted to work for myself, work from home. But I didn't want to do office work anymore. So I'd always tinkered with flowers. I'd been a member of a flower club for years. I'd took flower arranging classes so I could do my own wedding flowers in 2001. So I thought that was the best thing to do. So I literally got myself a little part-time job in a florist shop and started my own business just along the side of it. And then took myself back to college as well. So I did all my floristry at Marisford College too. Oh, wow. And, uh, that's yeah. well, that's big commitment. So you decided to was. do wedding flowers yeah. and then go from there. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have to say, I love it. It's just, it's really rewarding um, to see people's faces when you deliver something. And even funeral work is also really rewarding because you're being trusted with that person's last goodbye so it's it's really quite an honor but i just love creating bouquets and flowers and my own style has sort of come come to fore over the years i much prefer the nice sort of natural just picked look rather than something very structured um yeah and i, I work from home so over the years my workshop has grown incredibly i've now got um what used to be the back end of our garage and also a custom made like garden workshop as well attached to it so we've got plenty of space um which when it at its busiest times and christmas this year was so busy i've never known a year like it 
I was going to say, it's quite an undertaking, isn't it? Because um, I might have got this wrong these days, but do, when you're a florist, you have to get up at silly o'clock to receive the flowers in when they arrive by a big lorry or something. Well, I'm very, very lucky. I have an amazing wholesaler based down in Timsbury near Romsey and they deliver to me and they just deliver it straight into the workshop and I don't need to, even need to know that they've been here. Wow, so I don't that's have to get up at stupid that, clock, which is really quite nice. <laughs> that's really good, isn't it? So you you walk into the workshop and it's full of beautiful yeah, flowers that you can. It's all there, ready for me to condition and then we'll, then work with. Okay, so over the years, then twelve years, you've said. Yeah. You must have had some interesting stories, interesting clients, and interesting people who've. Um, oh yes, got you do. Tales yes, to tell. Is there anything you can some share with us? Well, it's the ones where. You get a very stupid chap phone up and say, oh, I've done something really stupid. I need to say sorry. How much is that going to cost me? And it's, <laughs> they're just so funny. And it's, some of the messages are lovely. People's nicknames for each other, um, like crab and sea lion and things like that. And you get to know regular customers and you just you can just guess what the messages are going to be before they've even said it. Um, and I have to say, working in Fleet, in a, a town as lovely as this is, and such a close community, I have so many really regular customers, and it's I'll just get a text saying, "Can you do the usual tomorrow?" or something like that. And it's yeah, it's uh, yeah. Over the years, there have been some really funny ones. Yeah. What about weddings and things like that? How are those stories? Weddings. Um, gosh, the last year there have been none really. I did one last. January and then I did one in October which was they just they just literally said no we, we just want to get married we're not delaying it anymore um but weddings are, I love weddings they're very stressful in fact my husband Andy gets more stressed the night before a wedding than I do I'm quite happy I know it's all under control and he's a bit stressy like you sure you've done everything you saw this is ready what time have you got to get up but um we're really lucky around here. We've got some beautiful wedding venues, really amazing places with the Elfham, Highfield Park, all, all sorts of just lovely barns as well. We've, we're inundated with barns here. Um, and you, you hear lots of horror stories about bridezillas, but I think I can honestly say in the 12 years I've been working on weddings, I've had some of the most lovely brides and they're very happy to take your advice and to be guided by what you're suggesting. And if they're asking for something that you know won't, or I know, won't work, um, they'll listen, which is really nice. That's really good then. Obviously, you know, they're employing you to provide a professional service, not just yeah, the absolutely. flowers. So that's good. So moving, that puts us nicely into it's coming up for Valentine's. Are you expecting yeah. any proposals via flowers? Not for oh, yourself, obviously. Have you been asked well, to do anything? Yeah. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. There's uh, every now and again there is one. I mean, a couple of years ago we had a, a Valentine's proposal at um, Four Seasons Hotel, where we had to decorate the walled garden um, with rose petals, hundreds and hundreds of candles and lanterns, and great big arrangements of red roses. Um, and luckily she did say yes, so oh that was quite goodness. good. <laughs> I don't, re I don't remember that at all. <laughs> That sounds was, that very really romantic. Lovely to do. It was very romantic. It was very cold, but it was very romantic. And that was Valentine's. That was Valentine's. Yeah. Right, so so anybody listening, else, it was a, that was a very busy, busy Valentine's Day that year. 
Yeah, I expect it was. That must be one of the busiest days of your years. You start really early. Well, we try and get everything done the day before, everything made up so that then can just deliver that day. But there are always last minute people that phone say, I've forgotten to do anything. Can you just fit me in? And it's really hard to say no, but every now and again, you do just have to say no because it's just impossible to fit anything else in. I was going to say that must be very disappointing for some people. It's an unlimited amount of time, is it? It's just a certain amount of bookings. So it's it's just, it's best to pre-book and get in there because also we can run out of flowers. If it's really busy, you've run out and then you've not got anything you can offer anyone. Is it the single roses you do a lot or bouquets? No, very few of those. I do have a dad every year that sends his two daughters a single red rose. Is that in there? And they're only very young, oh. so that's really quite sweet. He's done that for the last few years. Um, no, there's a real mix of bouquets. Um, we obviously get the dozen red roses, um, but a lot of people are going more for the romantic side rather than the passionate red rose side. So more soft pinks and mauves and nice, more natural style bouquets. Um, I personally would rather receive something like that as... I think that's a little bit more romantic and a little bit more thought has yeah. gone into it. Open and loose and yeah. whatever. But there's always yeah. room for everybody. Everybody's got oh, that. Absolutely. I mean, anybody wanting to send me any roses or any flowers of any description, I'll put it in the information underneath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to ask you, Becky, yes. um, do you like receiving flowers yourself? I never get them. Oh. I never get flowers because everyone knows that I'm so fussy and I know what I really want and I've only ever had Valentine's flowers from my husband once and that was before we were married it was the first year we were together so it's 22 years ago and it was because he was snowboarding with his friends so he felt guilty so he sent me into Flora flowers (laughs) (laughs) so what would be your perfect Valentine's Day then for you for me oh for my girls to cook us a nice three-course dinner and let us have a date night. That sounds idyllic, doesn't it? Yeah. And what would be what would be the first course? Oh, oh, probably prawns, prawn cocktail or something. Okay, but nice then, and fancy. Yeah, and main course. Oh, fillet steak, definitely. I was going to say steak, chips, and salad with a nice glass of wine. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. And mm. dessert. Well, this I got them to cook me this for my birthday on New Year's Eve this year. So it's a very similar menu and I wanted um, lemon meringue pie and Pippa made it all from scratch. It was absolutely delicious. Sounds perfect, doesn't it? It just yeah. sounds... Um, you may have well have got a nice little um, encouraging incentive for them. For this yes, I need to know. give them a little nudge. You get them to listen to this. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Uh, so if anyone wants to get hold of you for this Valentine's, yes. give us the details. Well, um, the website is flowersbybecky.com. Um, the Facebook page is just Flowers by Becky. Um, email is info at flowersbybecky.com. Well, I wish you a happy Valentine's. and uh, Thank you very much. You take care. Oh, the lovely Becky Stevens talking all flowers. Do you feel yeah. a bit more romantic, Bev? I, yeah, I do. Well, now, but trouble is, nobody knows where else to send my flowers to, but, you know, I'm sure it might work out. You never know. <laughs> no, do you know what? Just on that note, we didn't discuss it with her, but after we had interviewed her, we said, you know, where do you deliver to? Because she's obviously based in Fleet, so she does all the local area. But she said something, because obviously we like to support 
local independent businesses that is one of the things that's very important to us and she says they quite often get orders for nationwide and they've got a little network of independent florists that they just pass that order on to and the same happens the other way around to her with other people from further away so i think that's really good isn't it it's it's supporting local but nationally i think that's great so you could still send me some flowers over here couldn't you yeah i could yeah still could do that i do like flowers do you what's your favorite <laughs> roger um i know i know it's not the right flower to have but carnations oh do you well that's good value carnations. for money because they last a long time as well mm. and what's your Carnation? flavor flowers um i would say i like gerberas and um peonies and just loose open flowers really lilies Lilies, roses, um, sweet peas, anything. <laughs> I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask him because he won't be able to know any of the flowers. Go, no, no, I don't know any purple ones. Anything that's purple, I love purple. I'm allergic to flowers. People, You're not into You're flowers. allergic to flowers. Yeah, it makes it come up with a massive rash. You know, so I have to stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he's joking or what. <laughs> Uh, dear, we all find something about our colleagues, don't we, on the podcast? We do, we do. Right, I'll tell you what, why don't we send Jack some and then we'll find out if he is allergic to them. <laughs> Across Berkshire, Hampshire, Surrey. It's the best, it's brilliant. It's the weekly experience. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of all the people who have assembled here... I would merely like to mention, if I may, that our unanimous attitude is one of lasting gratitude for what our friend has done for us today. (laughs) And therefore, I would simply like to say... Thank you very much. It is that time of the show where we thank thank you for being in touch with us on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, plus, also, we are thanking those NHS heroes over the next few weeks. We've got loads of them to get through over the next uh, couple of weeks or so. So keep on sending them in to us. You can send your messages in with support to roger at smjmediagroup.uk. Last week, uh, we had this guy singing um, Everything's All Right. We're very grateful for the work the NHS do and have been doing so well over the last year, but they are doing absolutely tremendous job. So it's Anthony A singing Everything is All Right and a couple of your messages of support. Come to me, my love. Rest here in my arms and know that everything will be all right, that everything will be So you will be all 
like to thank the NHS for everything they've done over the, the last year because it's been a huge struggle for everyone. Yeah, just a massive thank you. To and thank you to all our customers that have actually helped us go in. So you could be alright. So you will be alright. Just stay. Hi, I'm Paul Glenn from Samba Training. Uh, I would like to, to, to thank the, um, the nursing homes that are having to deal with such stress and strain at the moment uh, at, at this time. Um, unfortunately, my, my father uh, died uh, in May uh, last year from COVID in a nursing home, but they were absolutely superb with him and, and for all of the, the, the folk living there. Uh, and uh, I, I can't imagine what they're having to cope with. Thank, I've got to thank them from the bottom of my heart. Anthony A in Everything Will Be All Right. He'll be featured on the podcast next week, by the way. Um, I did say it was going to be this week, but we'll put him on next week's show uh, when we had a little conversation with Anthony. If, but if you want to hear the full interview with Anthony right now, head to buzzpodcast.co.uk uh, forward slash, um, uh, what's it called now? <laughs> Buzz, Buzz Talks Entertainment. There you are, Buzz Talks Entertainment, ladies and gentlemen. Because we are changing uh, some of the names around. Yeah, that's it's um, very moving. That whole feature is very moving, and the messages are just make your heart ache, and the music makes your heart ache. Indeed. So we've got more of your messages for the NHS next week, and if you've got something that you would like to uh, uh, send us, either in video form or possibly a message, just an MP3. Uh, with your message of support for the NHS, please do get in touch with us. It's roger at smjmediagroup.uk. And all the podca podcasts can be said at buzzpodcast.co.uk. There you go. So there you go. That's our thank you very much for the NHS. Time to crack on with the quiz, a recap of the questions. First of all, though, before we do the quiz, I think Jack needs to remind us of Unpack the Fact. I was 15 years old and a friend of mine said, would you write me a love letter? So did I write it? Did I send the sod off? <laughs> you wrote a love letter on behalf of your friend for somebody else. You weren't writing a love letter for your friend from you. It, 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 it wanted me to write a letter as it was him to her, but I wrote it in my own words. That's what he wanted me to do. Can you remember what you wrote? <laughs> About 15 years yeah. ago, now. remember what I wrote, no. <laughs> how would you think, if you did this hypothetically, well, how would you have started it? I don't know, I'm not 15 years old anymore. Um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know what, how I would have said it has been 15 years old. It doesn't know? really stack up, does it, if you can't remember it? Uh, for, for the girl who received this letter, supposedly from Jack's friend, she would be talking now to somebody about this. 
She goes, oh, do you know, I had a letter when I was about that kind of age. And then we'd know it was true or not. She would remember it. Jack, if he wrote it, can't remember a thing about it. Do wait and see, wouldn't you? Do you still see this, friend? I used him for yonks. So no, I was going to say, can we invite him onto the weekly experience? Yeah, I was going to say that, but there you go. Story. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we'll give the answer to unpack the fact a little bit later on on the podcast. Right, time for today's quiz. Let's rattle through these questions again then. Yeah. Here we go. Right then, question number comes with a warning, ladies and gentlemen, because I say the word arouse. <clears throat> uh, what arouses men more than other scent in the world, according to the Smell and Taste uh, Treatment and Research Foundation in America? Is it A, lavender, B, lilies c wood smoke or d beer that is question number one question number two the most popular first dance at weddings in 2010 was it the only ways up by yaz moon of dance by van morrison or everything by michael buble or is it raining men by the weather girls a b c or d on that one uh question three which friends character uh was first to get married in real life was it joey was it monica was it phoebe or was it rachel those are your three questions on the quiz for today so last week we gave you mystery voices and we asked you to uh, tell us who the mystery voices are we're looking for your entries to this if you send them in to me at uh, the weekly experience we'd love to see them here get in touch if you can name these three voices uh, to the email address uh, to roger at smjmediagroup.uk Tell us who you think, think these are, and you possibly could be winning that Amazon voucher from us today. Well, yeah, definitely, yes. It's, uh, I guess it brings a couple of my passions together, one of which is the 3D thing itself. Ed is on this um, next card. I haven't got a sound effect for him, but I have heard impressions of him, which go something like this. So there you are. You know, from the time I was a kid, so whenever it was... We worked on it, you know, if it was St. Patrick's Day, I had a leprechaun outfit at like nine years old and my dad had interviewed me in. <laughs> the only clue that I give you, one's from Barsha, one's from Hampshire, and one's from Surrey. Do you want to offer any support on those? No? I've got no well, clue. We got, we got the one right last week, didn't we? I well, you think you got it right. Yeah, I didn't tell oh, you yeah. if you were right or wrong. Oh, Remember that's that. That's really true, yeah. We yeah. were just like adamant that we got this one right, hadn't we? But mm. now we've thrown it out to our listeners. We mm. can't say anything now, can we? No. Because we'll give it, give it away <laughs> if we knew, but I, I haven't got a clue. Well, I was going to say, I'm rubbish, I'm rubbish on you the You notice Jack says this with a enthusiasm. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm just, yeah, just going to step away from I'm just completely. I'm just pressing the buttons. You two waffle on. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Have you got anything else to say there, Jack? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Love it. Right then, let's continue. Still to come, uh, we have the top three most romantic novels. Jack, you're going to be thrilled with this spot, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> a bit of enthusiasm there. This is according to Marie Claire magazine. And also we hear from Kate Ellis, who talks chocolate and fudge or to come up next on the weekly experience. Funny Boats Comedy Club. Ah. All over the shop in Farnham, different parts of Guildford, Cambly, all over the place. Check out the website. What's the website called? Funnybonescomedy.com <laughs> Check out Funnybonescomedy.com There's a right laugh in it. <laughs> so, if you're interested in seeing and hearing how we can help your business marketing succeed, 
then get in touch at buzzpodcasts.co.uk. Our friendly team would love to see your business grow with ours. Here's what you had to say. SMJ Media has really helped our business. It's actually been able to have someone put adverts out there on Facebook that sound professional and you know, really hit home to people of who we are and where we are. Uh, it's been great working with them. Thank you. Um, Brilliant, guys. Keep up the good work. Join in the conversation around here at buzzpodcasts.co.uk. Across Berkshire, Hampshire, Surrey. Bramble, do you want a word? It's the weekly experience. Welcome back, everyone. And it's a Valentine's special with the team here on the weekly experience. We're here from Mandy Diley talking perhaps an alternative to those Valentine's card. And let's speak to Kate Ellis right now about all things chocolate and fudge. Hello, Kate. Hello. How are you doing? Great to be here. Good. Can we just start with how have you got into the business and what business is it? Start of uh, March last year, the the beginning of all things lockdown. um, I was always had a passion for baking and um, I was actually let go from my event role that I was... uh, freelancing on and um, I thought to myself do you know what I've already I've always had a passion for baking people need happiness right now Um, can I combine those two things and bring my love for chocolate and passion for making people happy to the world right now so here I was and up came the idea of just cakes and that is with a K because my name is Kate. Uh, and that's really how it came about. And I thought, what are my two special specialist bakes? And that is brownies. And I make these to die for brownies and fudge. And I thought it's about time I shared them with the world and stopped eating them all myself. That sounds fascinating. So, of course, it's a secret recipe that you can't share with everybody. Absolutely. You know it. Yeah, there's just something about them that gives them an edge. And how did you, I know you can't go into the recipe, but how did you find that recipe and what feedback did you get to start with? Who did you get to test it out on? I actually, I had something very similar in the past that had really stood out to me when I worked in an office when I was probably early 20s. And I thought to myself, my goodness, I wonder if I can root out that recipe and then kind of bake a few trays and adapt it accordingly just to get it just right. And it took a real lot of trays of brownies and a lot of chocolate tasting um, with myself and my family. And obviously it was all at a distance. So I was having to do these drop-off trial trays at the end of people's drives and then awaiting feedback. But the one thing that people kept saying was like, oh my goodness, the smell is just mind blowing. And I thought, well, that's a great start. So that's kind of where it began. And then I started to really tweak the cooking time. Um, And now I've got it bang on and nail it every single time, which is super important, obviously, for uh, trying to minimise wastage. My goodness, you're making my mouth water. I love a brown, a really good brownie with slightly, anyway, let's not go into the specifics of it all. You'll have, when we're allowed out, you'll have to come in and then we'll do a visual on it, a whole video of us enjoying your food so moving on then what other things that you do and what services can you provide to all everybody out there for valentine's so i branched out my two my two products were brownies and then a chocolate really like melt in the mouth fudge and that recipe is something that i've used since i was really really little that i sort of came up with my with my nana um and 
So the two products are brownies and fudge, and they can be customised by the customer themselves. So it gives them, you know, their real, you can know, pick your favourite toppings um, from a range of really popular Cadbury's bars. And then I will top or fill the fudge with said chocolate. Um, so it just gives them that opportunity to customise and make it bespoke to them, which is always nice because people like a bit of uniqueness. Um, and then... I realised that delivering, hand delivering, gave me a bit of a restriction. I could only get my goodies so far um, because there's only one of me. And so I started doing letterbox bakes where I could actually send out said goodies in letterbox size boxes and I could do them nationwide. So I could spread the happiness nationwide. um, And here I am now doing the local deliveries and doing the letterbox bakes. So for Valentine's, I've got a really special limited edition menu, uh, which is brownies and fudge, which I'm calling the love boxes. Um, And there's a brownie love box, which is brownies um, and then along with it to be topped as per the customer um, would like. And then in addition to that, we've got sort of chocolate love bugs and chocolate hearts to go with it, some chocolate uh, sorry jelly heart throbs um, and some love hearts as well just to really jazz it up and then along with that you can personalize the note that goes inside the box so if you wanted it to be a surprise or even it was from a secret admirer and you were sending it on the sly and you didn't know you didn't want them to know who it was from we can go ahead and put question mark question mark or whatever it might be Um, and then in addition to that I'm doing a, a love combo box which is a combination of the the two goodies that Just Cake specialise in. So that's brownies and the fudge, and along with the extra added extras of the hearts and the love bugs and the jelly heart throbs and the love hearts. So yeah, it's a box packed with love and goodness. I was about to say that. Sounds like love in a box. It sounds sweet and gorgeous and and just very appealing. Have you had lots of orders so far? My kitchen gets uh, full very, very quickly and I don't want people to miss out. But the beauty of it is that the men or perhaps even the women that struggle to normally get organised is I'm giving them the opportunity to literally kick back on their couch when they're watching Netflix and just pop me an email with their order and then I'll do the rest. How do you keep these things fresh then, Kate? Great question. So I literally bake to order. So everything is as fresh as it gets, Um, you know, really gooey. And almost sometimes when I actually do the hand deliveries, they're still warm when they arrive. Um, And the letterbox bakes, um, I mean, brownies last for for two weeks. I would always say to, you know, if anyone can make them last that long, then my goodness me, I need to call them and find out where they're getting that willpower from. Um, And the fudge actually lasts for four, five weeks, six weeks even. Um, But again, you know, I would just always say, where are you getting the willpower from to make anything last that long? Um, And you can actually freeze the product as well, which is great. So if you did ever want to kind of order in bulk and have it in for when you need that fix, then you can indeed do so. So that's great. I'm keeping my mouth closed as much as possible here. Otherwise, I'll (laughs) dribble all over the screen and you'll see a disgusting sight. (laughs) 
What a really lovely treat for Valentine's Day. And that, I know we're talking about Valentine's Day this time, but if for anything, isn't it? You must, very brave. I have to say you're very brave starting a new business at the beginning of the first lockdown during this time. And can you imagine what's going to happen when we come out of lockdown and the world will open up to you even more? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm a great believer in, um, you know, we've got to follow our hearts and it felt really right at the time to, you know, I'm not very good at sitting down and doing nothing. And I thought, what can I really do, you know, to to help people really? And, you know, I think if we can be anything right now, then we should be kind. Um, and everybody loves a bit of chocolate. And when I kept having the request to send them further, I thought quickly, well, how can I pivot my business to accommodate these people that are drooling further afield? And that's how the letterbox bakes came about. So. Yeah, it's been a real learning curve for me. Certainly, you know, I've learned a lot and it's not been an easy feat. Um, you know, popping homemade for you stickers on things at 3 a.m. is not necessarily glamorous, but my goodness, do I love it. And, um, you know, when the sweet, sweet chocolatey aromas sort of come about, uh, my neighbours will often say to me, my goodness, what are you baking in there? It smells so good. So I'm sort of trying to lure in as many people as possible. Give us a quick reminder of where people can find you. What? your social media contacts and everything so because I have to say I'm like Roger I can hardly keep my mouth open otherwise I'll be drooling I have kickstarted uh, there is a website out there which is uh, www.justcakes.co.uk um, that is more of a landing page than anything that will direct you back to the main sort of point of marketing at the moment and advertising and ordering point which is uh, if you go to at head chef kate on facebook then you will find me there and as i say the company is just cakes that's k-a-k-e-s um and in addition i've got an instagram page which you can find at just cakes as well so um if you don't have either of those things but you have access to be able to send emails then you can just pop me an email sort of directly which is uh, just cakes one at gmail.com and I can pop you across those drool-worthy menus directly. And I'm happy to do custom orders as well. And I really am just all about that sort of personal touch. So, you know, please feel free to email me if ever you have a hankering for chocolate. I'm just there for you. <laughs> well, it's lovely. Thanks very much for talking to us about that. I have to say, I am going to get an order in for myself for <laughs> Valentine's. <laughs> Don't tell anybody, it's just from me to me, with love. <laughs> Thank you, Kate. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, the lovely Kate Ellis talking from justcakes.co.uk. They look lovely, what I've seen of some of the pictures. Yeah, they look very nice, don't they? And uh, she forgot to mention at the time, though, but she is doing collaboration for Valentine's Day. It's uh, an incentive called Fudge and Flowers, and she's teamed up with a, um, a florist in Wokingham. So that is um, something to, if you're over in the Wokingham direction, something to consider as well. And that's, uh, we'll put the link on on the podcast and probably on this, that's where with Jack, but it's uh, so Farella dot com is the florist and she also is collaborating with graze me gloria's grace grazing as well who she's making brownies for in in what's it box it's for um valentine's so we'll put all the links out there for her as well because it's great just to support to see people working together and supporting local yeah 
especially this this Valentine's. Really, they everyone needs their help. Everyone's helping each other. We're doing our little bit by doing this show and keeping yeah. everyone entertained. Plus, also talking to the local community as well. That's what it's all about. The weekly and experience. Then, and then when we're allowed out, we've persuaded Kate to come and do a, a live interview and a cookery demonstration mm. with us and for mm. us, so we can just Chocolate. do like a taste test. So if anybody Chocolate. wants to join in on that, just put your messages here. We'll make a little list. Mm, me, chocolate. Mm, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Kate, uh, for joining us on the weekly experience. Uh, still, we have some music coming up from a very special lady coming up in just a couple of moments. Right. It's time to get a little bit more romantic on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So the best romantic novels, according to Mary Claire magazine, actor age Eve Brown is at three. The Brown Sisters series final book serves up the same wit and swoon-worthy romance Hibbert is known for. This time round is about Eve Brown, who can't seem to escape her string of bad luck. After a strongly worded chat with her parents, she's set on nailing a job to prove how grown up she is. So when an open position for a chef at a B&B is up for grab, she interviews. Owner Jacob Wayne is quick to shoot her down, but with an unexpected event that happens to leave him hiring Eve, she soon not only evaluates his kitchen, but his heart. At your age, Eve Brown is at number three on the Mary Claire Top 3 Best Romantic Novels, and at two, The Devil Wears Black. Maddie Gloomberg is a chic New York city, but faces destruction when an arrogant ex-boyfriend, Chase Black, rolls into town with an outlandish request to play his fiancée for an upcoming event. She's about to turn him down until she tells how he's just trying to fill his dad's wishes. Fake fiancé troops for the win, okay? That's The Devil Wins Black at number two. And at number one, it's Rennie Watson with Lover's Revolution. It's love at first sight for Nala Robertson when she spots Ty Brown friends Amani's birthday but they're total opposites. He's an extrovert known for the activist events he puts on in the community, while Nala likes to chill on the sidelines. Yet she wants to get to know him more and decides to tell a couple of lies about herself to Ty to grab his attention. As their connections get deeper, the real Nala seems farther and farther away. She finds herself risking who she really is all for love. That's Love as a Revolution, the best romantic novels, according to Mary Claire. Oh. I've not read any of them. Well, they're not out yet, that's why. <laughs> okay. Are they not? <laughs> when are they coming out? They're out in the next couple of weeks. Okay. So there you are. See, I've given you insight into them, but you know. That's really good. Very, that's a tick in the box. And I like the, um, the number one one where the opposites attract, basically. That's a very nice one, and that is part of the course. So do you read these novels then, Beth? Uh, I keep trying to get into reading, but I do struggle with reading. I don't know. I can't. I haven't got that long an ex um, brain capacity. Even my words aren't coming out properly. But <laughs> it's because I'm getting better. That's what it is. But no, I'm that is one of my aims for this year is to read more. So I have written down, is that lover's revolution or love is a revolution? I think it's love is, but I don't have it. But I will find it for you and I'll let you know off air okay, in a minute. Thank you. There you go. I, I found my mum reading these novels a couple of months ago, by the way. Yes. Do you actually own these, manual, um, these books? 
They're not out no. yet. Jack. Oh, they're not out yet. Okay. They're not out yet. Well, do you actually do you actually own any no, any novels, romantic novels? No. Do you read? Why would I read? Uh, why would I read a romantic novel? I'm a or, bloke. What do you read in general? I, l- I like autobiographies. Okay. He likes uh, Coronation Street, sixty years. <laughs> that was a Christmas present, so I've got to read that, haven't I? It's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. See, do you read novels, then, Jack? Don't read anything. I don't even read a manual when it, when you buy something. You know how how does it work? I just put it together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're not selling yourself for the podcast, Jack, at all. You know, there might be a young lady listening to this very podcast right now thinking, oh, I want a tech guy in my life. I want that Jack. <laughs> Too old for that now. <laughs> you know what we're going to do, Beverly? Well, we find him a date. Um, yeah, matchmaking on a, on a show. What do you reckon? Yeah, let's do that. Now, there's an yeah. interesting idea, isn't there? Well, Bev's, Bev's the expert on that show. <laughs> <laughs> let's, throw every, let's throw everything into the pot. Let's find a date for Jack, shall we? Let's do that. We'll, we'll do all, all our unpack facts, and then perhaps another feature we'll do is find ourselves all a date each. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> who wants to let us know. <laughs> <laughs> I was forgetting we're all single, but there you go. Anyway, should we move any, on? Any interested part is put in the in the comments. Move on. Right. Uh, answers to the romantic quiz in just a couple of moments. First of all, though, it's a friend on the show. It's Mandy Dimeley. Uh, so how are you, Mandy? Hello, Roger. Hello, Beverly. It's lovely to be here. So how are you, my love? How are you coping? Yes. All right. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I have to be. I don't have to be honest, but I feel I should be. January has been a bit pants, you know, in many respects. Um, but um, February is a new month and I'm looking forward to it. Now then, we've got that romantic time coming up. Valentine's, looking forward to it yourself? Yes, I love a bit of romance. Yes, and even if, you know, even if my husband just gives me a bit of paper with I love you on, then I'm happy. But yeah, I love the I love seeing other people, you know, feeling the romance. And I think it's it's a day in the year when you can really show each other or you can show someone, you know, who doesn't know that you love them, that you love them or you like them and you'd like to go out on a date or something <laughs> on a date I, I think that's the most important one actually I have to say that for Valentine's I don't necessarily think it's about established couples I think it's about people wanting to express their feelings for somebody that doesn't know how they feel that's the real meaning for me of Valentine's Day the rest of it is kind of just because other people who are in established couples have their own days every day is a day of being in love and you have anniversaries and anniversaries of first dates and things like that so i like the um i like the idea of a new romance yes i do and that's what we need don't we we need love to keep keep coming through and of course it will there'll always be love which um which i love writing about and i you know most of my work is to do with showing people that they love each other. Um, without people loving each other, I, I wouldn't have half my business, I suppose. <laughs> so what do you all have on offer? No, a lot of your work is based around that. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, so, um, Roger, uh, Roger, in answer to your question, I have various pieces, I suppose, because I, I love personalised poems. That's my thing. I love writing a poem, so I'll get all the information from one of the, you know, 
um, the, the guy or the girl or, or the girls or the guys, um, they'll give me all the information and I will turn it into a verse for them. And that's what I love doing the most because it's so personal because that poem could only be written about them and they can choose whether they want it to be you know very loving or loving fun a bit silly um you know they can choose the the sort of um atmosphere of the poem as well so that's what i love doing but i also do lots of other things so i do typography so if you wanted to send someone an a say a, a print then the typography piece would have all of their the words that mean a lot to that person you know maybe they went to paris one day so you'd have paris on and then maybe their favorite place is is hailing island you know going to the beach and so they might be hailing island, then dates that they met the first date they kissed and maybe a couple of little images but all in different fonts and all set out in a lovely way so it's quite a striking piece and that i love doing those as well because that again shows the personality and shows how much one person loves the other because they remembered all of those lovely things i do but like I, those i like the like you have a big font and little writing and in different shapes all of significant words and then you can put that in a frame and it's yeah. there forever isn't it yeah and it's really lovely because a lot a lot of thought goes into both the poem pieces and the typography um and you can you can frame them yourself or you know i have some basic frames to choose from but for me it's all about just showing people you love them in a wordy way because that's what i'm all about i've also done you know vintage style valentine's letters with a red seal or they could have a a wax seal of their choice so they could have a with love red wax seal or a rose wax seal or a love heart and that goes on the back of the vintage style envelope with the lovely vintage style letter inside so it looks old and authentic it's just such a lovely thing to have and they could have a verse inside or they could have a love letter um so so what do they do that do so the people will ask you to do this they'll give you all the information that they need to and you can obviously help prompt them and suggest things for them and then you send it to the um for the person who the gift is for or you send it back to the person who has asked you for it yeah usually it goes straight to the person who ordered it and you know if i've got to put it in the post then i put it in a disguised envelope addressed to the person who's ordered it um i have actually been asked to send oh no she's the the lady actually sent it um herself but her boyfriend was in afghanistan and she wanted to create a box of lovely things for him and one of them was a love letter just telling him how much you know she admired him and thought of him and and that went into the box with the red wax seal so i do work around my clients a lot so if they have a particular idea and i think i can make it work i'll do it for them i'm welling up here <laughs> <laughs> do you know i'm loving the stories have you got any other stories any other examples obviously you know you have to take into consideration people it's very personal but things with without giving anything away too much yeah oh they're lovely there's so much love out there you know people you know send love letters and and verses to to their family members as well to their mothers or their fathers or fathers to their daughters so you know and i know that some people use valentine's day as an excuse to show their love which is lovely but obviously going back to what you said Be beverly i completely agree and my husband agrees too that you know it is for 
the people that want to show their love that haven't been able to before. But um, as far as romance goes, because a lot of the work I do is, is for weddings, I get to go back to their stories. So in a way that does relate to Valentine's, but if I do a wedding reading, they often ask me to write their story. So at the beginning of their love journey together, and then they have a love poem, you know, that's read out two readings on the day. So one is their story and one is a lovely, meaningful love poem. So you get to find out where he proposed, you know, where they first met their first kiss maybe it depends how much detail so each couple have they all have very different stories where they met you know what they laugh at what they find funny their idiosyncrasies you must feel like you begin to get attached to them I do get in, um, invested in their journey yeah you're absolutely right yeah I do uh, it's a privilege can people find you where can people find me so uh, what as in website and everything Facebook well, yeah, for, for particularly for Valentine's because and when do they need to have found you by for you to be able to put the uh, the work together, these beautiful pieces, these beautiful messages. Yeah, so, oh, thank you. Yeah, typography is fairly, I say it's quick to do, it's not quick to do, but it's not, it doesn't take as long as a poem. poem poems, you have to be careful if you don't give yourself enough time, you know, so I would say a poem, I would need a week. Um, but typography can be done as long as I've got a clear run and I like to do them so I don't mind doing them in the evenings but a couple of days I would say but you can find me on my beautiful pen anywhere really on Facebook my website Instagram and on LinkedIn I am Mandy Dinely yeah so I'm on most social medias as my beautiful pen and, and all my contact details will is there hopefully and some examples of what i do but a lot of the examples are on my website so how are you going to be spending valentine's oh roger do you know what probably at home <laughs> um i don't know you mean you're going out to a lovely restaurant and everything like that how do you manage that what do you know we might step outside the front door <laughs> and then come back in again so that at least we say we've been out Probably one of us will cook a meal and it's more likely to be me. I do like my husband's omelettes, but um, I don't know. I'll probably cook something for the whole family. We'll have a Valentine's night together, I suppose, because they're all, you know, they can't see their friends or girlfriends, so boyfriends. Fantastic. Well, it's been lovely to have you on the podcast for today on this Valentine's special one that we've been doing on the weekly experience. So, Mandy, have a lovely Valentine's. Thank you, and you too. Love is all around. Oh, that's a bit cheesy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the lovely Mandy Dinley speaking to us today on the podcast. Lovely lady. Love her to death. Mm, that's a great idea. I like the idea of uh, the vintage ones and the stamping of a, a rose red seal and things like mm. that. And the, um, what does she call it? We have all sorts of different words that express your journey. Ty what's it, it called? Typography or something? Yeah, the typography. I thought that was really nice. Have some all those words in different fonts in a frame. Sounds nice as well. It's just something a little bit different, isn't it? And meaningful. Indeed. So that's my beautiful pen. You can find her on Facebook and all matter of platforms. Put her into your search engines and you'll see Mandy there as well. But get your um, bits and pieces in to Mandy uh, kind of this week, I would. Otherwise, you'll miss out on Valentine's if you really wanted a special message for Valentine's because you don't want to put her under her pressure and uh, working right up to the last minute, bless her, because she wants to enjoy Valentine's like us. Yes. Yeah, so. she's a very talented lady, isn't she? She sings like a dream as well, as we heard earlier. 
Indeed. We're going to hear a special lady in just a couple of moments, a new artist by the name of Lily, uh, which is related to Mandy. That's all I'm going to say on, on the podcast right now. Uh, so we'll get that in just a couple of moments. But first of all, though, let's move on. And um, Jack, it's time to unpack the fact. Have we got a jingle yet? No, Roger's going to put it on afterwards. Fact. <laughs> That's not a jingle. That's me doing it live. What do you, what's the matter with it? <laughs> we need to work on that. You can't afford a budget for a jingle. You do it. Then. Come on, voice over Bev. Go. Unpack the fact. No, it doesn't do it, does it? <laughs> no. Anyway, the question was, Jack, please. The question was, my mate asked, when I was 15 years old, my mate asked me to write a, lo- a letter, a love letter for this gal. So did, did I turn sort off or did I do it? Okay, can Are I ask just one more question? I just one more question and then I'll have my answer. Okay. So were you shy when you were this kind of age or were you kind of outgoing? Um, yeah, a bit shy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jack, shy? Never. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> oh, dear me. Right, um... Mm. I, I can't think of any more questions I really want to ask because I think, I think, this is me, I think you're telling the truth. Okay. Definitely, what do you think? I I um, don't think you're telling the truth at all. I think it's a complete lie because if you were shy and your friend was shyer, why would anybody ask you to do that? So I'm going, it's a lie. Okay. Do I say who it is? So are you telling the truth or not? I'm telling the truth. Roger. Yeah. yeah look, you see, um, look, we've got, got because proof. the man on the northern but oh, is that the letter? Yeah, these these are letters. Well, basically, it's 15 years old. Um, we used to sort of hang around different different parts of the school and stuff. And um, um, I forgot his name now. Nathan used to get a lot of girls come up to him and say, you know, I like you, Nathan, blah, blah. They used to come up to me as well saying, oh, he's really sweet. Nathan was really, really shy. So I started writing letters to them as Nathan for him. So I would write them at home, you know, um, and then I'll <laughs> seal it in an envelope and stuff, you know, give it to him. He will then hand it to the, to the girl. And they used to come back to me and say, oh, it's so romantic. His letter's great. Tell him that it's really nice and stuff like that. So I kept that going. Then I got some uh, ladies that were girls that were interested in me as well. So I started that. When I even made a code up. Uh, I don't know if you can see it on camera. It. It's like yeah. a code. Shiny. So, so the couple of girls I used to write a lot to, we used to have our own code. So if anybody got the letters, they couldn't read it. It was gobbledygook. Um, so so these, what did it read? What did it read? Go on, read it to us. Well, I can't. I don't remember the code, but I know how to decipher it anyway. But if, if I show oh, yes. you what the code looks like, it's it's like it's very like, Jack, isn't it? I, I don't know if you can see it on camera or not. It's hard to. No, no. I'm gonna have to get a, Take um, a photo of it and then put it. Yeah, under there's the, the code. Later. That's what the code looks oh. like. So it's your own language. Yeah, I, I got so used to it. It was like second language for me as well. Because this is the first one. She she wrote back to me showing me the code. And she'll write an English letter saying how to decode it. So I got that in there as well. Then I got so second nature to it. It was literally, that's how we wrote. I even started writing my school notes in my notebook on lessons in the same code. Because I could just read wow. it second nature. But so yeah, if the young lady is out there now and you'd like to tell your side of the story, yeah, we'd I'll, love I'll, 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 to hear that. that. These, when I read How these... How many then? Oh, loads. Uh, went on for a couple of years. And then when I left school, I went over to uh, sixth form in Charters. 
and I used to get on with a girl. I met a girl f- from where I used to live that went to a private school, uh, Morris Convent in Sunningdale. And uh, she starts start talking about her friends going out with me, blah, blah. The next minute, when I actually got a post office job over in Sunningdale, which is next door to the Morris Convent, I used to come back to like a whole handful of letters saying that these have been delivered from the girls to the Morris Convent. And I used to write back to them and stuff like that. So it's a bit like pen friends sort of thing, you know? I used to get one saying, oh, I'm a friend of a friend of a friend called Gia. Do you know her? And they're like, well, what? <laughs> so they used to pass around quite a bit. And it got onto things like tape tapes. Remember they were tapes? So I used to record my oh, voice on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Record my voice on that. Send, give it to the girl at school the next day. She'll um, listen to it the night that that evening. Then done a replying and then send it back to me. And we used to pass these backs and forwards. So this was our electronic email version. See, uh, and I got quite a few tapes. But so these, have got, these have got my voice. Roger, Roger, Roger. Do you notice that when we say Jack, what do you think about that? He goes no or yes. <laughs> He's very, very articulate. He's talking about love letters to fifteen-year-old girls. I'm, I'm interested to. I'm interested to listen to my voice when I was at fifteen. But when you read these, have you mean, not got a cassette recorder? Huh? No, I haven't. I want to get one. I want to get one so I can record right, it. I've got, one, I've got one back over that way. Basically. Okay. And these letters. I'm when, I, in. when I read these letters, I'm thinking, I was a dirty little kid at fifteen. That's enough. Move on. <laughs> no. Move on. I will, no. I will say one. I was no. Let me say this. I will say one thing on this podcast. Okay. Why does it not surprise me that it was all in Jack's kind of language? Because he's a geek. <laughs> well, I was taught that by Gelsey. So. So you've been a geek since about the age of ten, haven't you? Really? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I wrote a, a game when I was about I know, fourteen and went to get it published, and they sent it back to me and said it's a great game, but we need. Um, I think there's a couple of things they want me to fix. But I was very much like, can't be bothered. And then I put it to one side. I was like, I could have published it. That's mm. also, you were a geek because you were up on the technology. Everyone was having the big reel-to-reel tapes in radio stations. Jack was using a cassette. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I went to mini-disc. Was that, was that a D60 or D90 or C90? I think it's a C90. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, the other thing is a C90s. Yeah, double-sided. You Did know. you fill the 90 minutes up, 45 minutes each side? I think so, because we talked a lot. Because we used to fit a whole like evening stuff of chat in there. And, you know, and then flip it over. So I'll be on one side, she'll be on the other side. You know, keep hold of that tape. We've got to, we've got to use our. But that's going to be a thing. That's going to be a thing. <laughs> the three of them. I love that story, though, Jack. That's fantastic. That's a definitely an unpacked fact. Mm. Well okay. done, Jack. Thank Congratulations. You. Well done to me. Yes. So another unpacked fact. We'll be back next week on the podcast, Lee. My turn then next week. Mm, possibly. Or can I get my mother to do it again? What do you reckon? I, I like when your mum did it. was quite cool, actually, wasn't it? <laughs> get somebody else to do it on our behalf that maybe that's what we should do for next time like the next three should be um people who will tell a story ah. about us true or false all i will say on the podcast ladies and gentlemen my mother has been asking for money because she's getting too many royalties on the show <laughs> anyway let's move on a new artist on the podcast is a lovely lady by the name of lily and here she is singing this lovely tune I've loved and I've lost So tell me why I do it a million times over To share a lifetime with you I've had and I've hurt But it was all worth it If I get to lie next to you at the end of the day My love, my world, my heart, my one 
So that was a new artist by the name of Lily on the podcast. Lovely. Really enjoyed that team, didn't we? Mm, absolutely. We did. Beautiful, beautiful voice. I know that. Right. It's time to wrap things up for today because it's been a packed one for today, a Valentine specials. So we have the answers to our Valentine's quiz. Question number one comes with a little bit of a warning. Are you ready for this? Okay. Question one. What arouses men more than other scent in the, let me start that again <laughs> what arouses men more than other scent in the world according to the smell and taste treatment and research foundation in america it is such a place by the way you probably think i'm telling a porker there don't you on that place mm. mm-hmm. mm. no, you mentioned the word america so they do all sorts of odd things um, well, true. don't offend them they could be listening to this podcast remember that we They're are very worldwide. nice people though yeah, we are worldwide on the weekly experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Imagine but... Donald Trump. <laughs> Carry on, move on. <laughs> move along. Move along. So, A, lavender, B, A. lilies, C, wood smoke, or D, beer. Okay, A, now we're we sexually beer. aroused or just aroused? Rouse. Rouse. I'm going to go with lavender. Are you? Just I'm going to go Yeah. And I'm going to go beer. Ooh. One of you's right, one of you's wrong. Who's going to be the most romantic person in the room is... Jack. <gasps> See, it can't be beer, because they, they get stuck down the pub. Can't get them aroused, will it? <laughs> They're at the pub all night, <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> it's either going to be beer. It's either going to be beer or wood smoke, because everybody likes a bonfire. Mm. No, it's lavender. It's the answer we were looking for on that one. Well done, Jack. Well done, Jack. The most popular first dance at a wedding in 2010 was It The Only Way Is Up by Yas and the Plastic Population, Moondance by Van Morrison, Everything by Michael Bublé, or It's Raining Men by The Weather Girls. 
Who should we ask first? Jack. I think it's the first one. What's that, Jack? The Only Way Is Up by Yaz and yeah. the Plastic Population. Okay. Beverly. Everything. Michael Bublé. One of you's right, one of you's wrong. The point goes to Beverly! See Worthwhile being in his fan club. So who's going to win the quiz today out of these three questions? Which friend character was first to get married in real life? Was it Joey? Was it Monica? Was it Phoebe? Or was it Rachel? Beth? I'm going to go Monica. Rachel. Monica. You're saying Rachel. One of you's wrong and one of these wrong. You're both wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't happen often, does it? Oh. So, it is C. Phoebe. Oh. There you go. Mm. Wow, okay. Oh, dear me. So, how are we looking? What's the scores? I can't remember what the scores are now. I think it's 2-1-2... Jack, and mm-hmm. now it's one to draw. Okay, so should we have half a point each? You fair yeah. with that? Yeah, yeah. So two somebody's going to have to start writing this down then. Two, two and a half versus one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shall it's I be score monitor? I'll yeah, be you score. can be score monitor. Can you be score monitor? Put that in your notes, please. Register. Yeah, I have. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have Thanks, Beth. I appreciate okay. that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, right, right. On the mystery voice, ladies and gentlemen, uh, these two can't tell me who they think it is because they possibly might have one of them. So, by the way, if you think you know what one of them is, listen back to last week's podcast. You know what I'm saying there? Yeah. Yeah. Because we're okay. not missing it again, are we? No. No. We're going to play you the three voices again. Um, and if you think you do know who the three voices are, you've got to get three of them right to win the prize from us, which is the Amazon voucher. And it'll be the first one we pick at random who's going to be winning that Amazon voucher. So can you tell us who these three voices are? Very proud of this one. Yeah, definitely. Yes. It's, uh, I guess it brings a couple of my passions together, one of which is the 3D thing itself. Ed is on this um, next card. I haven't got a sound effect for him, but I have heard impressions of him, which go something like this. So there you are. You know, from the time I was a kid. So whenever it was, we worked on it. You know, if it was St. Patrick's Day, I had a leprechaun outfit at like nine years old and my dad had interviewed me. And... Not getting uh, too much away. As I said, listen to last week's podcast. You might get one of the answers there. Plus also kind of relevant to kind of Valentine's, I would say. One of those guys. You reckon, Bev? Yeah. Well, if it's who I think it is, defo. OK, so get your entries into us. It's roger at smjmediagroup.uk. So you've got to get your entries to us before the end of closing time, midnight on the 7th of February. Yes. And then all the correct answers will be put in a pot and then we'll pull it out randomly Monday the 8th. Thank you, Carla. So there you go. Get in touch with us, ladies and gentlemen. If you think you know what the three voices are, if, they, if no one gets it, by the way, it'll get rolled over to next week. There won't be any other prizes in it, but it gets rolled over. So there you are. Guess those three voices and have a go. Send us uh, your entries into the podcast. So next week on the podcast, random acts of kindness week. Plus also we hear from Hayley Faraday from Holistic Healing. And we find out more from counsellor Sarah Jane Croak about the Community Garden Project and so much more. So I hope you've enjoyed our Valentine's show. Hopefully you have felt inspired to spend some time with your special loved one. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and if there's anything specific that you'd like from any of the people that we've interviewed, make sure you get your orders in on time and early because they're all local independents and they probably will run out of stuff and get fully booked up. So there's a couple of things that I'd like. Indeed, so there you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you, team, for being there today. Thank you for asking. And we will see you or speak to you in seven days. Have a good week. Yeah, be safe, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Weekly Experience. For more episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google and Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe to stay fully up to date. So look out for our next podcast and do check our new website, buzzpodcasts.co.uk.